0: Welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast, an examination of the Bible and how parents can apply God's Word to raising kids in a culture saturated with media and technology. We look at everyday issues from a biblical worldview so you can trust the sufficiency of Scripture and apply its truth to your life as you raise and disciple your kids. Hello, hey, hey, happy 2023. So glad to be here on the Brave Parenting Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host, Kelly Newcomb, joined Bye, my friend, Chelsea Heasel. Chelsea, how are you today? Doing good. How was your New Year's, Kel? Hey, it was pretty good. Really quiet. I think, like you, I was in bed before midnight, so that's <laughs> what so happens. Yeah, when you can
1: definitely be- tell the people at church on Sunday who had stayed up to midnight old those who hadn't.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, but excited for a new year and excited for what we have in store, just for our listeners. So Chelsea and I had a uh, sort of like planning meeting and we kind of came up with these ideas that maybe halfway through the year, maybe we would, you know, add some video technology. We'd start uh, releasing podcasts on YouTube as well. And our husbands jumped on this. And over this weekend, all we did was set up video equipment. Yeah. And so I don't think it'll be this summer. I actually think it'll be sooner.
1: It happened a lot quicker than I imagined. I
0: know. They just overheard us talking and bam. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a good thing. I think so. I'm thankful. <laughs> we have husbands who like to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there we go. That was pretty much our weekend. I know it was yours as well. So let's, uh, let's dive in to today's podcast. We have a jam-packed episode full of all things TikTok and the impact of its algorithm. I really believe this information is not only essential for every Christian and every parent to know, but frankly, every young person who is on TikTok needs to know this as
1: well. And unlike other news articles that present kind of like the facts of the matter, we're not going to approach it like that. We're going to approach it from a biblical worldview. And I don't think that's something people are finding elsewhere. At least I don't think I found it. Have you found it, Kel? I haven't.
0: Not really. Not, Mm. Not in the sense that we're looking to see what the scripture say about the habits and behaviors.
1: Yeah. That that or occur. how do apply those mm-hmm. to apply the scriptures to our habits and behavior. yeah, yeah. Okay. So to get our episode started, we're going to get like some biblical groundwork set. First of all, we, professing biblical Christianity, agree that our chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. We're called to obedience first to worship God and second to serve his kingdom. And the one way we worship God is by obeying his word, as James 1.22 says. Don't just merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So the one way we serve his kingdom is by using our gifts, our spiritual gifts, and natural talents to love others and spur one another on in the faith. The word of God warns us against idolatry, idle hands, and Satan's deceptions. But furthermore, as believers, we're to guard our hearts against false teachings, sinful temptations, and the evil that is abundantly present in this world. That is spot on. That is absolutely uh, what we're called to do.
0: And the warnings against false teachings, sinful temptations, and evil, they are all throughout the Word of God. And we always need to keep that in mind. So, as we apply that framework to how we look at and approach an app like TikTok, this is really important to keep that framework in mind. So, you are, may already know there's some basic stuff about TikTok, but TikTok has over 1 billion monthly users. And that's not maybe too surprising because so does Instagram, Facebook, but TikTok got there so fast. It has been downloaded 3 billion times worldwide and it is so far the most downloaded app. So the average user opens TikTok eight times per day. Now globally, children, so children being defined think pretty sure starts at like seven or eight when you look at these these research studies, spends an average of 75 minutes per day on TikTok. And in the US, that average is 80 minutes per day, making it the social media platform that children use the most, more than Snapchat, more than Instagram. And what makes TikTok so popular and so addictive is the algorithm. The TikTok algorithm is a sophisticated, machine learning recommendation system that determines which videos will appear on the For You page. Now the For You page is what the app opens up to. It is an autoplay, an endless scroll of suggested content to passively consume. It grabs your immediate attention. Interestingly enough, no two users will see the same videos on their For You page and the videos you might see change over time based on your viewing preferences or even your current state of mind. In a Washington Post article titled, How TikTok Ate the Internet, they describe someone scrolling TikTok this way, quote, from the outside, watching someone use TikTok mostly looks like mindless swiping, but this system of serendipitous reward is the app's backbone and it turns entertainment into an endless game. Every swipe could bring something better, but viewers don't know when they'll get it. So they keep swiping in anticipation of something they might never find. It's satisfying enough to keep people interested and so unsatisfying they don't want to stop, end quote. Wow, that's a powerful statement. Furthermore, an interesting strategy employed in TikTok is there is no space for any long descriptions or even any external links. So once you're in TikTok, you stay there. You're scrolling, you're just mesmerized. The app will never push you outside of itself, outside of the app to say a web browser, to view a web page or someone else's content or anything like that. You'll always stay right inside of TikTok.
1: I didn't realize that about TikTok. I didn't realize you could stay inside or it would keep you inside of it. So Already, just by this brief introduction to the algorithm, we can begin to recognize a slight problem. And honestly, I see a, a false sense of security for parents, this idea that their kids can only stay in the app and they can't get on the World Wide Web, which is a concern with other social platforms. You it's know, we've true. talked a lot about YouTube. YouTube Kids was very dangerous. Um, we've talked about Instagram. Yeah,
0: all the links. Anyway, I mean, if you use Facebook as an adult or Instagram, mm-hmm. you know there's you can put your links in there and then you leave the app. Frankly, our mission as Brave Parenting if we're going to post anything on social media is to push you outside of the Facebook, the Instagram apps and onto something else, right? We're never right. encouraging anybody to stay there on social media but to get the information and leave. But here, it will never do that. Like it TikTok only wants you to be consumed inside their own app.
1: It is. It's a false sense of security for parents when kids are begging for apps and they're like okay, fine, I'll give you TikTok because I know you can't leave the app. Well, I don't know. There's also another problem in there. You don't choose. The algorithm chooses. This is one of the three truths that we discussed at our Brave Parenting speaking events, and this is crucial. Yeah, it is. It's really important to recognize that when a person is not consciously choosing what content to put into their heart and mind, that content still has the power to transform you. It's not just transform but even destroy peace and self-worth and worldview in fact if you read philippians 4 8 through 9 paul admonishes believers in philippi to pursue peace and the way he instructs them to do this is by controlling their mind i mean just listen to what he says here i love these verses whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is of good repute If there's any excellence, and if anything is worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Well, when you don't know the content that's coming because it's been chosen for you, you end up dwelling on whatever you see. And while I know there are benign, humorous TikTok videos, there is also a whole lot of videos that are just not true, not honorable. They're not right, or pure, or lovely, or of good repute, or excellent, or worthy of praise but since you aren't in control of what you see you can't choose to set your mind on what paul says yep. actually brings peace and i know you know some could argue that if you don't have to look at the for you page you can just you know look at the people you follow you know those people who post the good or positive content but let's be real the app opens up to the for you page not your following page for a reason they know that they're going to get you hooked into the for you feed immediately It is designed for maximum consumption of constant,
0: but yet passive, just consumption of, oh, this video, you know, sort of drew me in and now I can't keep swiping. So hundred percent, I love that verse in Philippians. And I think it's so applicable to this because it's true. Paul says, if you want to, if you're pursuing peace, if you're pursuing unity in the body of Christ, if you're pursuing holiness and righteousness, all of these things, you need, your mind needs to be focused on Christ on things that are, are good, not on whatever you see. So everyone knows, right, that TikTok's algorithm is incredible at what it does. Well, recently, the Wall Street Journal investigated this and they reported on how they programmed bots, computer bots with specific interests. And then they analyzed how long it took the algorithm to pinpoint these interests and then for it to begin serving up almost nothing else but that type of content. So one bot that they uh, named Kentucky 96, that bot was programmed to be interested in depression and sadness. Now listen to this, Chelsea. It took 36 minutes and 224 videos before 93% of all the videos were about depression and sadness.
1: I'm shaking my head. That's probably why we're going to video feed because I just cannot with those numbers. I mean, what did you say at the very beginning, Kelly, that the average user spends like 80 minutes on the app?
0: Average US child. Wow. The average US child spends 80 minutes on the app. Wow.
1: That's That's like half the daily time, right?
0: Yeah. 36 minutes it took. So if, even if you don't say, oh, I'm not programmed to be thinking about depression or sadness, but something intrigues you about that video. And so you watch it. That is triggering the algorithm to give you more of that, even if you don't think consciously that you're interested in a certain topic. So, and there's even more. So the Center for Countering Digital Hate, the CCDH, is a British nonprofit organization. They did similar tests and they state that TikTok's algorithm took only 2.6 minutes, 2.6 minutes to show vulnerable teenage girls content that included explicit pro thinness videos, restrictive eating plans, and self-harm content. In their report, they claim in one instance, a vulnerable teen account was shown three videos of other teens discussing suicide plans in the space of a single minute while scrolling through
1: videos. Oh my goodness. Well... And of course there's always the elephant in the room that the media just won't touch, but it's exactly what parents are concerned about. And honestly, that's the push for transgender ideology content. I yeah. know this is a concern for Christian parents who are trying to uphold a biblical worldview. If there's if an algorithm is powerful enough to convince thousands of children that they were misgendered at birth and they need to undergo hormone therapy, and surgery, then we really need to know about this algorithm because it's fundamentally changing a generation of kids that are swooned by its entertainment value. In yeah. fact, I just read an article yesterday, a representative, I believe from Wisconsin called it digital fentanyl.
0: Yeah. Digital fentanyl, which of course, fentanyl is obviously a big hot topic right now, killing right. people,
1: <laughs> right,
0: being brought into the country and um, deceiving people when they're trying to Sadly, they use other drugs and then they're laced with fentanyl. Um, And so the fact that we're calling something like TikTok digital fentanyl, and yet we're still allowing our kids to be on this. I mean, because as a parent of teenagers, I mean, this is something that I'm super concerned about. Telling your kids, like, of course, don't do drugs. Hey, these drugs, like drugs can be- kill you. Yeah, they could kill you immediately. You may not even know it. Yeah, But yet we're calling something that we know kills people referring that to TikTok, right? And yet we're all just going, "Okay, it's
1: fine." It's fine, yeah.
0: Let's just keep on going. I well, I think
1: it's because we can't tell our kids like, "Hey, don't be on there because we've got a problem with it." Right? Like how many parents yeah. are on there? I don't know. You know?
0: I definitely think it's more of a of a teenage thing, but I I think there are there are definitely a lot of adults. I couldn't find a good solid number of how many, you know, middle-aged adults are using TikTok.
1: More more of us are using Facebook than
0: still. <laughs> Still, yeah. Or Instagram, yeah. I did see a funny meme that said uh actually it was a it was a tweet. Someone had put this out on Twitter and then someone then made that a meme and then copied it out. And it was a an adult man and he said, I don't watch TikTok. I watch TikTok videos on Instagram reels two weeks after they're popular, like an adult should. <laughs> <laughs> So basically like, yeah, everybody's still getting the content of TikTok, but it's like when you're video, you know, you're just taking that video and you're putting it on other social media platforms so that, you know, you're still seeing it. So anyway, we digress. (laughs) That's awesome. So, so, but this is a big topic of how serious the algorithm is. And so a couple of big things have happened lately to push TikTok to be more transparent about what makes their algorithm so addictive. Now... I say addictive, but it's not really the addiction that people are concerned about. It's more that the algorithm cannot be trusted to not push, say, for example, this self-harm content to a vulnerable, depressed 13-year-old boy, or to not push eating disorders and, quote, inspiration content to a 12-year-old girl. Like, that's really the, the main concern. One of the pressures in the big tech arena stems from Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter His promise, of course, of transparency regarding their own algorithm and really the suppression of voices, of conservative voices over the year. And as all that sort of information rolls on and more information is released from Twitter, it's really, I think, painfully obvious to us here, at least in the US, that it's not just the algorithms learning habits, but it's also the people behind the algorithms, because the algorithms themselves aren't choosing to suppress certain people or certain voices. But the people who work there are choosing to de-platform voices or to suppress those voices. And anyway, all of that has been a real concern for um, for a while on TikTok for certain communities. The black community, the handicapped community, they've all sort of expressed outrage that their videos have been suppressed. And, you know, TikTok says, you know, oh, we're really sorry. We didn't know it was doing this. They kind of sort of came out and apologized and say they course correct it. But I don't Mm -hmm. really know if they did, right?
1: Well, I mean, all of this is, of course, the antithesis is true as well. Like, right, they suppress the content from you and I, or they elevate radical and anti-Christian voices, you know, but it's not a safe place. They're pushing narratives. Absolutely. And kids don't know how to distinguish between falsehood and truth. That's true. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So another pressure added on TikTok that I'm sure you may have heard of in the month of December is the U.S. government's concerned with TikTok and its China-owned parent company, ByteDance, and how much data that they're collecting through the phone and through the, through the app itself. So as of December, both the House and the Congress have passed a spending bill, which includes the prohibition of TikTok on government phones and devices. So all of this pressure essentially forced TikTok to be a little bit more transparent, to be more open, because if you lose a big part of the US market, then you know, they're definitely gonna be hurting. So they responded in mid-December, announcing a new feature on the app that aims to shed some light on its algorithm. So this began rolling out on Tuesday, December 20th. And the feature, which appears as a question mark icon on your For You page, tells users why they were recommended a certain video, citing factors such as previous interactions, content the user recently posted or content that is popular in the user's region. Now I see that and say, oh, that's, that's really great. I'm glad that you're putting that on there. But I also think, well, number one, you could just pre-program those answers. That seems really easy enough. And number two, someone who is trapped in a harmful content cycle, they're not going to click on that question mark to think, oh no, why am I seeing these videos? They're just going to keep passively consuming content because that's what the app is designed for you to do so they're not going to you know discover why they're not going to care at that point so
1: that's true that's a really great point well it's like a i don't know it, like a false sense of safety. again like we say they, they say oh we of course corrected but like you just said like no one's really going to click that question mark they're 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 already built in they're already pre they're already programmed to use this app in a very specific way and i doubt they're going to push that you know question mark button. You know, a discerning mind may want to know why that video was suggested, but the reality is, is that it's parents and caring adults. They should be the ones that are concerned about TikTok's influence on kids. I mean, the kids themselves aren't trying to like find out the algorithm while they're scrolling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their, their, <laughs> their undeveloped brain is just soaking in the entertainment. Yeah. Did TikTok provide any other forms of transparency?
0: Yeah. So they did. And so they said, you know, basically what's so it's interesting is that much like the Instagram algorithm, the TikTok algorithm bases recommendations on a user's interactions with the content on the app. So what kind of interactions? Like, that's the big question. While the Wall Street Journal was absolutely convinced it was the time spent hovering on one video, TikTok offers this. They say the For You page recommends content based on several factors, which they say include which accounts you follow, creators you've hidden, comments you've posted, videos you've liked or shared, videos you've added to your favorites, ones that you've added as not interested, videos you've reported as inappropriate, uh, longer videos you watch all the way through to the end, content that you create on your own account, and interests that you've expressed by interacting with organic content and ads. So another bit of information that TikTok gathers is, Video information signals. These are based on the content you tend to seek out on the Discover tab. So Discover tab on TikTok is where you can find what's trending. Um, the trending hashtags, the trending challenges, all of that. So the information they inc- they can include here is like captions, sounds, hashtag, um, the effects, trending topics. They collect how you engage with that Discover content. And then they also can recommend things on that. Interestingly enough, as well, TikTok also looks at the device and account settings. And I think this is where the U.S. government has some concerns. So they're looking at your actual phone device and your account settings. So they're looking at your language preference, your country setting, the type of mobile device you have, and then categories you select as a new user. So basically, they have access to more than just the app. Once you put the app on your phone, they can collect more data. And so that's the concern, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're looking at a... Communist country like China, mm. so but TikTok is adamant, however, that they do not base recommendations on a follower count or on a history of previous high-performing videos.
1: I bet that'll be claimed fault, like debunked in a while. I yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know if that, well, they, I don't know if they, they that's have true. to
0: like at least what's <laughs> the first video that comes up mm-hmm. is always something that is super popular from someone who tends to be. A, a sort of influencer, you know, they grab right. you with a video that has, you know, millions of views. So there's some, you know, you have to think certainly that's not all hundred percent true.
1: Hmm. So after everything that you just said, I think I kind of, I, I think I understand, I guess, well, what I was saying is here's how I understand the breakdown of how the TikTok algorithm generally works. They pull and collect data from your device and how you interact with the, on like interact with the app That's what they decide to show you. Like it's a combination of those two things.
0: Yes, essentially what you're doing on the app and Mm -hmm. then your device.
1: Hmm. So, on the surface, this may not seem kind of like a problematic operation. Maybe you think, "Mm, yeah, okay, some people are delivered weird or like troubling content, but what's the big deal, right? Lots of people are on TikTok and not everyone has a problem with the app or the things that they see on there. Well, I think to debunk that, there are two distinct problems that we need to address. The first is that the content is a problem because it shapes worldview. It indoctrinates a generation of young people into the ideologies of the world, the ideologies that the algorithm is programmed to promote. There's actually nothing very social about TikTok either. Some have suggested the idea of social media um, that it's dead thanks to TikTok. And what we have now is a recommendation media. Mm. And when you stop and you deeply think about it, it's kind of true. It's not about communicating with friends or seeing their pictures or their videos. It's about being entertained by recommended content. In fact, Abby Richards is a researcher who studies disinformation on TikTok. She says, quote, we're not talking about a dance app. We're talking about a platform that's shaping how a whole generation is learning to perceive the world. Yeah. End quote. I, wow.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with the recommendation media. I mean, there's, yeah, you can't say, oh, I'm on TikTok, you know, to communicate with my friends. That's not what it's for. It's, everybody knows it. It's just entertainment.
1: And the scary, like, not the scary thing, but the other thing parents have to realize when they let their kids on these apps is if, like there's no way for like a lot of these hashtag like social groups, like a lot of the ones that we found over the past year that were very troubling. And I don't think we did a podcast in the fall of 2022 that didn't include a TikTok hashtag. Right? Anything from the pornography, sugar dating, you name. It. I mean, yes. Canna moms like, yeah, yeah. moms, stay at home moms who smoke cannabis. There's no way that if one person is like, maybe this is crossing a line. Maybe this isn't so good. No one can speak out into that group and offer any sense of morality. Like there's there's no way to help people on mm-hmm. this app yeah. at all within these communities. And that's dangerous. Once your kid gets in there, they can't get out of it. No one's going to stop them from the self-harm videos or the thinness videos or anything.
0: Right. So this first problem of how it shapes worldview this what we're going to talk about real quick first. So, you know, TikTok themselves knows how, full well how influential the app is to the global culture. While we could focus on a host of, of ideologies right now, today we're going to focus on one aspect that TikTok brings, and that is hyper-consumerism. So in a blog post from the TikTok newsroom, they state this, quote, beyond music, our platform and community Impacts culture and generates trends that start on TikTok and permeate everywhere. From clearing shelves, thanks to hashtag TikTok made me buy it, to driving luxury fashion trends, to hearing your friends say, quote, I saw this thing on TikTok every day. 71% of users believe the biggest trends start on TikTok. So basically, TikTok hired a firm to analyze how influential on culture, they really are. So listen to a couple of their findings, and this is all stated in their newsroom. 43% of users try something or go somewhere new after seeing it at least once on the platform. I saw something in a news article that said that people are not going to Google to search for restaurants anymore, that they're searching TikTok because they're really? getting more authentic pieces of information, I guess you could say, or reviews of a restaurant or a, Place you should go Hmm. on TikTok versus like searching the Google Maps of restaurants in the area. I thought that was really interesting.
1: So, authenticity is appealing to young generation, right? Like,
0: (laughs) yeah. So, forty-three percent are gonna try something or go somewhere after seeing it done on a platform. Second, embracing this medium of authenticity, fifty-six percent of users and sixty-seven percent of creators. Right, because users are people who just scroll the creators of the people who actually are putting content out there as well. They feel closer to the brands they see on TikTok, particularly when they publish human unpolished content. So they feel closer to brands. Furthermore, seven in 10 users believe TikTok communities have the power to create change in culture. And true to TikTok's mission the collective creativity of the TikTok community to shape the culture cannot be understated. So they conclude by saying, TikTok is a cultural powerhouse. And then they claim that what this research and analyzation firm has found was that, quote, our platform drives influence and impact far beyond the platform, benefiting brands and the community alike.
1: Hmm. I think what I find interesting is their constant use of the word brand. Like brands are, of course, the main artery of, of a consumerist and even materialistic society. And obviously that's where we live. Despite right our financial restraints and even living at a below the poverty level, most people in the U.S. have a smartphone and they definitely find a way to eat out, to drink Starbucks, stream Netflix, Disney, HBO, right? This is because these brands have been embedded into our way of life. It's like almost as if being human, like being American, means you have to engage in these consumeristic activities. Why this is a problem is because where consumerism and materialism dwell is often the attitudes of greed, covetousness, envy, and selfishness. Not only are these attitudes antithetical to what scripture teaches, but they also drive behaviors which are sinful and they hurt us. Mm -hmm. In Luke 12, 15, Jesus says, watch out and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Accumulating an abundance of possessions is modeled as the key to happiness and success in so many of TikTok's videos. But we know that as believers, consumerism doesn't bring any sort of security to our lives. They make our lives look better or more convenient, but that doesn't give us peace in our souls. And obviously money cannot buy happiness, but somehow this lie continues to spread. and It's to the destruction Mm -hmm. of those who believe it. Um, There's actually a prime documentary titled Generation Wealth. It is absolutely R-rated. It is quite raunchy, to be honest. I'm still praying that the Lord would strip those images from my head. But it highlights hyper-consumerism and the emphasis on wealth that's grown out of control over the last three decades. In the documentary, the narrator observed in the mid-90s, quote, there seems to be a shift in the meaning of the American dream. It's almost like it had turned into a quest for fame and fortune, and we left behind the values of hard work, frugality, and discretion that had defined our parents' generation, end quote.
0: Yeah. That, that documentary, while, well, I agree with you, it's quite vulgar, but it's true. Yeah. like it's so true.:
1: <laughs> Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of people in that documentary, a lot of the stories she follows. Some people come out of it and they regret every single moment, and they realize that the only thing that mattered was family. Yeah like at the end of the day, that's the only thing that mattered. Uh, but some of them when they get to see the actual end gallery of this 25 year long project some of them are crying because they can't escape it
0: the consumerism
1: the, consumerism. the desire for for wealth yes.
0: for money and power yeah so it's called it's on um, Amazon Prime uh, if you have that free documentary you can watch it's called generation wealth do not watch it with children
1: pray even if you should watch it because it's really bad yeah
0: but it is insightful if that is something that interests you, but okay, sorry, yeah. I,
1: no, no, it's fine. No, yeah. I mean, we're commanded as believers, obviously, not to love the world or anything in the world. That's First John two fifteen, right? I mean, we're commanded to be holy, which means to be set apart and to pursue holiness and godliness, not to pursue riches or the most popular water bottle or butt lifting leggings that you see on TikTok. I can't believe that's a thing. I can't believe like I said that, and that's a thing. Like <laughs> it.
0: It's a big thing. Right. It's I a just, big, those I, like I don't, think of, <laughs> I don't get it either. I am
1: You think of those moments where you're like, Huh, I never thought I'd say that as a parent. I just never thought I'd say that as a human. Like, <laughs> <just> like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. But in complete like antithesis to all of what I just said, all these, you know, popular things on TikTok. First Timothy chapter six, verses six through eight says But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness means we are pursuing and living out character that honors God. It's not greed or envy or covetousness. And contentment means that we find our satisfaction and joy and purpose in what God has given us, but not in obtaining what other people have. And we think the stuff that we think we need, I don't know. For adult believers, I'd say that looks like wearing the same old Navy workout clothes that you've had for, like, the last six years and, like, drinking out of that water bottle you got for free at your last conference that was, like, in the swag bag, right? Amen. thats (laughs) I I would agree with that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Being I mean, like cool cool I'm I'm a con- water bottle. <laughs> I'm
0: pretty content with my workout same workout clothes I've had for six years. I don't need the butt lifting leggings. No. Or a fancy new water bottle to take to the no. gym.
1: But in absolute seriousness, there is great gain, right? In not putting our hopes and expectations for joy and success in the possessions that we own. I don't expect anything from my old workout clothes and a free water bottle. They just serve a function in my life. That's it. They're not going to offer me anything beyond that. My joy and my peace, right, and my purpose in life comes from being a child of God saved from my sins by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. I gain so much more from my relationship with Jesus and from studying his word and pursuing holiness than I ever could gain from any possession I have. But this isn't the message that's being propagated on TikTok. Instead, the algorithm is... Mass spreading the lie that possessions are great gain, that greediness and getting ahead are great gain, that happiness and peace comes with with owning them for yourselves. This possession is what will make you content. And it's all subtly indoctrinating our young people into an ideology of consumerism, essentially as a god. Mm,
0: yeah. Worshiping the consumerism or the idea of more, more and now, more yeah. and now. I want it now. I want more of it. And I, I we definitely know, right? So for Christ following teenage believers, discerning this is extremely hard on their own because you know the whole world revolves around peer influence and approval. Having certain stuff unfortunately provides teens with a type of social currency. But we all know that means nothing and it adds nothing, especially after high school. <laughs> but just because We know that that's the reality of teen life, does not mean that we can just give them a free pass and say, okay, you know, indulge in this TikTok driven consumerism. Go ahead, you know, buy whatever you want, spend all of your money. This is just what it is. And then they'll just snap out of it at some point because chances are they're not going to snap out of it. I really think it's important for us to remember as parents, we didn't, even if we grew up with some of this consumerism starting in the 80s and 90s. It was never to this level where you have a global influence. We don't actually know if kids will just snap out of this and begin thinking self sacrificially or frugally or even just as good stewards of the resources God's given. As much as we can, I think that we need to try and abate the consumerism in an effort to pursue holiness and godliness, not just to give them this free pass. Ultimately, we should be living as citizens of heaven as philippians 3:20 says this world and its values and its desires and passions and what it elevates right that should not be what's dictating our passions and our purchases but this is exactly as you said what tiktok and its algorithm wants to do their goal is to dictate your passion and your purchases because if you think about it when brands are, you know, when they are, when they gain the benefit and the consumer somehow seems benefited by this product, who really ends up winning? TikTok.
1: Not me. That's for sure. And I'm these luxury money. brand companies. Right.
0: You know, we're, we're just these sort of puppets being played true. and <laughs> we're just like falling in to their hands, buying yeah. this stuff. Right.
1: I think what you were saying earlier too about it's important when you said like it's important for parents to realize your kids may not snap out of this. It's like we wouldn't willingly hand over a cigarette to our kids, right? We wouldn't willingly hand over a bottle of beer or a joint and be like, hey, try this out because we don't know what's going to happen, right? We know that it pleases the flesh. We know that it's enjoyable to consume, That it's addictive, yeah. It's addictive, but yet we do it with social media.
0: That's an excellent point. It's an excellent point. Yeah. We're, you know, we're saying, say no to drugs, say no, well, we did back in the 90s.
1: We did, yeah.
0: You know, but we're all, every parent still feels that way. We're never going to hand over an addictive substance and be like, okay, I know this could completely destroy your life, but there you go. I'm so glad you're happy. Right. But yet we're doing it with TikTok, hands down taking a big risk
1: yeah right and all of that consumerism Cal, is just a problem for christians it really the is. consumerism is it's a huge problem but there's also kind of like a second problem i think we need to talk about and that second problem is the algorithm it pushes users into the desire for fame and worship by going viral by being an influencer by getting paid sponsorships i mean there's there's so so yeah. much more And in a way, these two problems are deeply intertwined. Consumerism and fame are two sides of the same coin, right? Yeah. Now, uh, I think back in 2010, in that Pew poll, excuse me, only 1% of millennials longed to be famous. A recent poll has found that 78% of Gen Z teens would be willing to share personally identifiable data in pursuit of online fame. That's just crazy. 1%. 2010 was not that long ago so 13
0: years ago yeah one percent of millennials longed to be famous that's such a small amount and now we're looking at 78 percent yeah of gen z
1: yeah i'm just i'm like i'm still kind of like flabbergasted by those numbers but also as i understand this they're just basically gen z is willing to like just sell themselves essentially
0: well, yeah, there's nothing private anymore when right. that personal um, identifiable data. I mean, that's like, hey, take whatever you want from my phone, take whatever information that you can use, but what, is whatever it takes to elevate me. Right. Whatever data. Yeah. If I'm if I'm videoing with people in the background who don't who don't approve of being in a TikTok video, you know, they don't care. Right. You know, they don't care about the establishment they're filming in or whatever. They'll just they just care about
1: elevating themselves. Honestly, there's just there's no there's no hiding the fact that TikTok influencers, right? They get paid a ridiculous amount of money for making videos yeah. and promoting brands and products. I mean, that's why they're willing to just they don't care. They're willing to sell themselves because of this, right? Young viewers see social media, see like the uh, the idea of being a social media influencer as a potential career path. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that one. Like that's a potential career path, but. But that's what you you see everywhere you go, right? Teens are making videos. And teachers across the country talk about students skipping class to record dances in the bathroom. In fact, Buddhist shrines in Nepal feature no TikTok signs. A Cornell University student whose TikToks about science facts have earned him 2.8 million followers says he's paid his college tuition with ad deal money from Adidas and Lancome. Social media is the new American dream, he says. Wow. Just on the surface, if as a parent, you're like, oh, this Cornell, so Ivy
0: League, right. um, student has $2.8 followers of science facts. See, there's good stuff out there. There's science facts. Mm-hmm. My
1: kids could learn something on there. Yeah, they could <laughs> learn something on there. They absolutely could. <laughs> and it may not be science facts. <laughs> I don't know. It's like TikTok has a grav- gravitational like pull on creators and audiences, right? The app's videos now encompass <laughs> practically every topic on earth. There are books, which is hashtag book talk, and it has 94 billion views. Fishing, hashtag fish talk, <laughs> which has 14 billion views. Farming, hashtag farm talk, 7 billion views. Billion. We're talking... Billions. billions. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Does it, Kel, does it count if a person watches a video twice or can you only watch it once? And you can watch it twice. I don't know if they count that or not. Okay. Okay. There's even role playing um, hashtag medieval TikTok, which has got 4 billion views. Um, there are TikTok cops, lumberjacks, nurses, and nuns. There's even a domestic bliss, which is called hashtag clean talk and chaos hashtag cluttercore. There is hashtag happiness, which has gotten 16 billion views, and hashtag pain, which has gotten 76 billion views. So happiness
0: at 16 billion, but pain, pain, I don't even want to know what's in the pain hashtag, 76 billion. And I did read an article as well that said that the hashtag book talk, which again is one of those things you can say, oh, see, there's good things on there. There's people sharing all these different book reviews. And and it has launched many books into the New York Times bestseller because of its, you know, gained popularity on the hashtag book talk. I think that the number one book last year, It Ends With Us, was hmm. that book that was the most popular book on book talk. Really? Yeah. And so, I mean, there's definitely influence there.
1: I read an article about a young man who had been passed through the public school system Um, he had graduated without being able to read. And he started reading like a page a day, like teaching himself how to read. And he filmed himself the whole time doing it. And, you know, obviously he's super popular on TikTok or whatnot. But there's like these like success stories, like what we're just saying. See, see, there's good stuff on there. Mm -hmm. Not all bad. And, I don't and, know.
0: And while that maybe, that probably is true. I mean, right. we, we know that that's true. I mean, it's like all social media. But again, when you have no control over the content that you see.
1: Right, because the algorithm's choosing. The algorithm chooses, mm-hmm.
0: not you. Then you can't choose what to dwell your mind on. So since it seems every person is desperate to be seen and heard in one of these sort of niches, of of a hashtag to go viral to be famous to be paid and you know to make TikTok videos, there are plenty of sources now that help guide one to this fountain of fame, which is just propelling the problem even more. So TikTok they responded by rapidly industrializing the way companies pay young people to hawk their stuff to pay young people,
1: not not old people.
0: No, their target is this teenage young group of, of people. So they, they run a huge catalog of creators, what they call the creator marketplace that companies can use to sort creators by their interests and follower counts. Now this service is by invite only. And in order to get that invite, you have to post frequently if you want a chance to be in on this. And so then these quote brands Would then go to the creator marketplace, search for the influencer that they want to use to sort of hawk their stuff and find them, pay them, and pay them a ridiculous amount of money. But the key is, is that you have to post frequently, like multiple times a day. So when this is your desire, your daily behavior is dictated by this desire for fame, because that means you have to be making and editing and posting all of these videos all in an effort first to just get into this creator marketplace, but then to sustain that. So even more, there are classes and websites that are all dedicated to helping people make it big on TikTok. And they give you all these strategies. Again, like I said, you have to post like up to four times a day, you know, make sure that you maximize that first second of the video and use the right hashtag. So what we can see here, it's essentially a job. It becomes like a full-time job. But because this job essentially places a person on a public pedestal, hoping and praying and hustling for followers. There is always a level of discontentment because someone will always have more. Even those who have achieved viral fame and millions of dollars in paid endorsements, the pressure to perform and to please those followers, that is equally emotionally exhausting and anguishing. This isn't even to mention the moral compromises that can happen when a person is desperate for fame and followers. You know, you can call it, well, I just need to stand out. And, you know, sometimes you need to have shock value, but compromise morals will only lead you to more despair and desperation. You can't mm-hmm. start out wholesome and say, I'm going to spread the gospel on TikTok. And then six months later, you're twerking in a bikini mm-hmm. You know, or <laughs> like strip dancing because that kind of shock value is what gets viewers.
1: Right. Well, and it's what we've, we've said it in multiple podcasts. No one goes from A to Z. That's there right. There was a B to Y. So there were choices to be made between B and Y. Sometimes they just compromise morally to get to Z. Absolutely. And unfortunately, that's where we find, right, a lot of our young people today. I mean, they're posting frequently. They're trying to gain following, attract brands, all in an effort just to like make it big. The more they watch, the more they consume, the more they believe that what they see is real. Uh, that was another kind of note to that that documentary that I saw. Nothing that you see is real. You 24-7 con- consumerism makes you believe that this type of lifestyle is real when it's actually very much not.
0: Right. Well, it's like that idea that I can carry a Louis Vuitton purse or yeah. wear a, a Gucci belt or whatever that means. but. I may be up to my eyeballs in debt. Just because I can do those sort of things doesn't actually mean that I have wealth or power. It just means that you prioritize buying that one thing
1: over paying your bills. And if we kind of take into consideration that Gen Z is the most emotionally unhealthy and mentally ill generation, we have to acknowledge that the, like, the influence, influencer fame culture has some serious risks and long-term repercussions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Long term.
0: Not the, de- the two of them are definitely correlated. Right. You can't look at the massive mental health crisis mm-hmm. when coinciding along with it is this massive consumerism and desire for fame among young people. Yeah. The, I mean, the two are, are just sitting side by side and we have to say how much of these are related.
1: I mean, when you look at statistics and stuff, you don't, like, one of the good filters for stats is like, you know, a correlation doesn't mean causation, but in this case, it absolutely means causation. And like, we always, we always have to ask ourselves, what is the heart behind this type of behavior, right? What's the motivation for viral Money. TikTok theme? Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Maybe that was a rhetorical question. I got excited because kind of I knew little the bit. answer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Way back in the day, I think we got this from Jerry Bridges' book, uh, Respectable Sins, maybe? No, Pursuing Holiness. Pursuit of Holiness. Pursuit of Holiness. Everyone should read that book. Oh, yeah. That's an amazing book. That'll get you off TikTok. Yeah, it will. (laughs) (laughs) I I love Jerry Bridges' books. I recommend them to everyone. (laughs) But he kind of gives us a really great litmus test out of 1 Corinthians 10.31. And it says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. And this is the litmus test for motivations of the heart. Do I want this viral fame for my own glory or for God's glory? Do I want wealth to feel as though I've like arrived and I can buy whatever I want and have power over others? Or do I want to use this money to grow the kingdom of God? The truth is, is that most of us are not truly in it for God's glory on social media. Am I right?
0: No, it's the money. And in fact, I think about that little girl who won like Toddlers and Tiaras.
1: Oh, she's interviewed
0: yeah. in that documentary, Generation Wealth, that we're referring to. And they say, you know, why do you want to win? And she says, the money. Well, what I do want you want this
1: whole room full of money. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> what are you going to spend it on? Whatever I want. I mean, and with all the sass. I mean, she's five. All the sass. Y'all, she's, she's five, yeah. Five. The word of God might have something to say for her (laughs) or to her. (laughs) I'm just thinking about 1 Timothy 6.9. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Senseless and harmful desires... I wish I could like post that emoji where he's like contemplating with his like hand on his chin. You yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs>
0: hmm. senseless hmm. and harmful desires.
1: Have I ever seen that in teenagers before? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, even in the world right before TikTok, teenagers were prone to senseless and harmful desires. I'm just thinking of like MTV's show Jackass. That was oh, yeah. awful in oh, itself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you remember? Like, yeah, that was a terribly stupid show yeah and movie i think they even made it a movie or i think they did too
1: and then i didn't go see the movie i'm sure i I I don't think i watched it at all yeah but right but now like there's this motivation of fame and money propelling the senseless and harmful desires and yes they're plunging people absolutely into ruin and destruction because listen what we see flash across nude what do we see flash across our news headlines Influencer so and so is found dead of an overdose. Celebrity so and so is found dead from suicide. They're all coping with the stress of fame by excessive drug and alcohol use or even suicide as a solution. This is ruin. It is destruction. We really don't have to look far into Hollywood celebrity culture to see how true this verse is. So then, why would we think it wouldn't ever apply to us or our kids? That ruin and destruction. Would somehow never be our real or our reality if we pursue fame for the wealth and worship of others it brings. I don't understand why do we think it doesn't apply to us, Kelly? It's a lie, I mean. We think, oh well,
0: I'm not in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, you want to pay me, you know, a million dollars? Okay, then I'll go to Hollywood, and then all of a sudden, right, you're in the same boat. Not, but it yep. can happen even not in Hollywood. You can have it anywhere. But what you're willing to do for that money, it's amazing. I think what you'll compromise it's true and that's where we find most celebrities is you get corrupted by the money
1: all right that's why i appreciate uh ryan teaching his computer students like like ethical computer because he asked them that question we talked about that
0: yeah like what if someone offered to pay you a million dollars to create a pornography site the to his computer science students you know decide now you have to decide now because when those ethical questions come up you need to be ready to face them, to know how you're going to decide. Because when the million dollars is in front of you, chances are you're going to choose the million dollars right? and compromise your ethics.
1: Right. And
0: the same is true here. If you don't go into it with, well, really you shouldn't ever go into it really, but you know, if you're going into TikTok pursuing fame, pursuing like, this is going to be my job, I'm going to make videos and mm-hmm. get paid you know, millions of dollars from brands to hawk their stuff. And you have no concrete values I'm not going to yeah. do this, 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 and this. I'm only, you yeah. know, they have to be Christian companies or
1: Wh- whatever it is, right? whatever your thing is. I mean, it's just,
0: it's not going to happen. You're just going to give in. We know it. We okay. see it
1: all the time. We see it. And I think the Bible has something to say about that as well. Like God instructs us time and time again to humble ourselves, not to seek fame, to humble ourselves, which is a complete opposite of that, and to seek his will for our lives, not seek our own will. In fact, James four three says, You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. And then in verse 10, he says, Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. If God will be glorified through your fame, right, then he can make you famous, plain and simple. But most of us simply cannot handle it. And God knows that. And therefore, we shouldn't set it as our heart's desire to be famous. Yeah. In fact, I'm thinking about Moses. He was one man. He was chosen by God, but even in numbers, he says, This is too hard. He asks the Lord to take his life. But the Lord doesn't do that. The Lord holds him up right underneath it. We see that in 1 Corinthians and I think maybe 1 Corinthians 10, maybe, where we talk about going through life's pressures and troubles and it says, You know, God will hold you up underneath those trials. Even Moses, who could communicate and commune with the Lord in the tent of meeting, said, This is too hard. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. The, being the spotlight,
0: being yeah. the famous one, being the one that everybody's pursuing and wanting. Everyone's is, looking
1: to, uh, and yes. everyone wants answers from, and everyone wants to know. Like that's too much for one human to handle. And King David was be the, you could
0: consider it in the same way. He too was the beloved king. Everybody loved him. He brought, you know, so much victory to Israel and he too. It got to his head. Well, mm-hmm. It got to his head. And he was like, well, I can have whatever I want. I'm just going to take someone else's wife.
1: Well, and then there was the issue with the census too, right? He took a census when he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. And then our Savior, right? We're supposed to model him. We're supposed to walk in his ways. And he never sought fame or glory. He didn't.
0: You know, like John chapter 6, you know, he's performing all these miracles. He's feeding the 5,000, all of this stuff. And all of these people... Mm-hmm are following him and surrounding him. And he says, you know, perceiving their thoughts and their heart that they were gonna make him king by force, he retreated. He didn't he was not going to be made king
1: mm-hmm.
0: by by the people. That was mm-hmm. not his desire because it wasn't God's desire. And so he retreated from that limelight and from that fame. But unfortunately what we see today is every the young people are running to it. They will do anything. To, to, a, to achieve that level of fame. So, so when I think about this, Chelsea, so when we as parents have teenagers and kids who truly, truly desire TikTok fame, and of course, you know, when the parent says, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're, you're not allowed to post videos, or maybe you're not even allowed to have TikTok. You know, of course, the parents become enemy number one, because they're standing <laughs> in the way of the child's fame. What would you suggest as a biblical counselor for the parent's to do, to walk through that with their
1: kids? (laughs) Well, um, I would would high five them because if they're public enemy number one against their kids, they might actually be doing something right. I always, always, always recommend getting out God's word when you have the opportunity with your kids. In kind of like one of these situations, you're standing firm, kids are upset, you guys are kind of button heads about it. I would go to James chapter four and I would sit down with my kids and work through verses one through four. I would say something along the lines of, I really think that God's Word has something to say about this situation, and I would like us to take the time to work through it together. Would you be willing to do that? Obviously, be praying for your kid in this kind of situation, you know, that the Lord would soften their hearts, that they would, would be willing to sit down with you. But this is what the Word says in verse 1 of chapter 4 of James. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask, because when you do ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, so that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. We have just quoted that earlier. I would read the first half of verse 1, and each of you guys discuss answers from that question. So he says, what causes the fights and quarrels among you? And I would confess to my kids, okay, this is why I think we're fighting. Why do you think we're fighting? What do you want that you're not getting? And what do I want that I'm not getting? Um, Then I would read the second half of the verse. What desires are battling inside your heart? Then move on to verse three and confess together that maybe each of you has had a disordered desire and that the anger in your heart is actually murder towards each other. And then confess that you've been quarreling, but you would like to stop. Maybe you can get to a place where you guys can apologize together. And then read verses three and pray together for motives in the heart that would bring God glory. I have literally done with this with all of my kids um, even before they could read at four and five years old. And when they could read, I would actually have them read the verses aloud. Kind of like confessionally, a good portion of my parenting game early on was just full of fear. And unfortunately, a lot of it was sinful fear. I was just desperately scared of ruining my kids. But one of the things the Lord impressed on me really early on in parenting was the dangers of idols. I think in secular psychology, you'd probably call it addiction, but biblically, I would call it idol worship. That's because I saw what it did to people very early on in my childhood, and it absolutely ruins people. The people that you love almost become unrecognizable because the worship of an idol just literally transforms them into something that you could never imagine, and that just made a huge impact on me. So even my kids, when they would fight (laughs) just over, like, toys, or they had, like, Kind of like off, not great food habits. You know, they longed for sugar. They just wanted to consume more and more and more those things that weren't super healthy. We would talk about these things. We would discuss discuss. Excuse me, the dangers of not recognizing recognizing idols for what they were. But then we would also talk about how God searches our hearts to help us through the worship of idols by His Word and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So we would read things like Psalm one thirty nine. In Psalm one thirty nine, the Psalmist says. Like, no matter what age your child is at, it is absolutely possible to use the Word of God as a guide for all sorts of parenting problems. Keep James 4 in your back pocket. You know, keep Psalm 139 in your back pocket as just kind of like markers of where you can go in your Bible when you need to sit down and work with them through things. I just, I believe, I truly believe in the sufficiency of Scripture to apply it to our lives, like we say in the intro to all of our podcasts. Yeah. We, we can use God's word every single day, very, very, very practically with Absolutely. our
0: kids. Absolutely, That was a great walkthrough and just completely applicable for any parent um, and the kids of any age. I mean, granted, as they get older in their, in their later teen years, you may not have as many opportunities like that. Um, but again, you can always continue to plant seeds. And I really believe that if you think about parents of younger kids, if you have younger kids okay. listening to this, everything we've talked about today is the exact reason why social media should be delayed until 16. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, there's no guarantee that at 16, they're not still going to desire and pursue fame. But when we know, we know that the algorithm is pushing these ideas of consumerism, of more and now and fame and fortune, the younger these ideas are pushed onto a child, the more time they have to grow deep roots. So, brave parents, waiting is loving. Yeah. Waiting to give them access to social media, especially TikTok, is loving. Yeah. Kids aren't going to like it, but there is entirely too much in control of the algorithm and not in your control and not in the control of the image bearer of God who was just passively consuming. Not only that, but being different is loving, right? Being different is loving. For, to your neighbors, to the parents that you parent alongside, um, your parental peers, you call them. When you're different, you can represent Christ in that difference, in the fact that you're not conforming to the patterns of the world. Mm-hmm. And that can motivate and spur on other believers to say, you're right, right? I, don't, I shouldn't do this either. That is loving
1: others. Very, very true, very true. I mean, it's just the TikTok algorithm pushes consumerism and pushes influencer fame and culture that I just brings more problems than it's necessary honestly I mean I know I'm a busy parent Kelly you were a busy parent with seven kids I didn't I didn't need my kids to also have the issues of consumerism and influencer fame Mm -hmm. right there was enough going on as it is like I just didn't need that in my life um, as a parent ideologies of consumerism and fame they just blend attitudes and behaviors that completely go against Christianity and the purpose that we all have to worship and serve and enjoy God forever. We were designed to worship. Essentially, we're either going to worship God or going to worship something else. As much as we can, right? We should be that stopping point in, our, in the road for the kids and be like, hey, you're worshiping something else. Let's turn and worship God together. And as believers, we, just, we really can't go down this path. We really we shouldn't be letting our kids go down this path. Um, knowing that we are not in control of what's shown to us or knowing that the algorithm pushes our entertained brains to believe certain ideas, it should make us really, really, really skeptical um, of its goodness that it claims to have or that other people claim it has. We prepared to close out the sermon at
0: church was on Philippians. And I had quoted so much from Philippians. I was spending a lot of time in Philippians as I prepared for this episode. And When we talked about it, I thought, yes, this is so applicable as well. So, Philippians chapter two, Paul says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Then he goes on to say, what we have said a numerous amount of times: Do nothing out of selfish ambition and vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So this is where I believe Christians have not just the opportunity, but an obligation, to demonstrate Christ's likeness and unite in spirit and mind that any influence, any primary influence other than Christ in our lives and in our children's lives is unhealthy mentally and spiritually. It is going to bring us to destruction and ruin. This really shouldn't be a hard issues for Christians to unite around. All of our kids, children should not be on TikTok unsupervised, and we must guard their hearts against the evil, they are evil, desires of consumerism. And greed and envy and covetousness, and this desire to be fame and to be known and worship. These desires, God's word clearly states, leads to destruction and despair.
1: It is ruin. And we're going to talk about it in a couple of weeks, how it's all contributing to the mental health crisis. Everything you just said is just, I mean, it's 100 um, percent. It's so spot-on. So as we close out this episode, uh, I just want to encourage just every parent that's listening, every grandparent, every young person out there to just deeply consider and pray about TikTok's influence in your own life and in the lives of the ones you love. Just those questions, the litmus test that we provided earlier, journal them, write them out, talk about them, pray with them or pray with the Lord about them.
0: And the motivation of your heart may be, I just want to be entertained. I just want to think about something else for you know 10 minutes or whatever that time is that you have and even then pray about that is that really the best way is that influence the best way to spend that time could you not be spending that time in god's word to be filled in a different way instead of entertained that's great so make sure you check out the show notes we're going to be listing like all the scripture references that we made here in this so that you can not only meditate on that yourself i just highly recommend reading the entire book of philippians it's just 4 chapters long
1: it's not long but it's good it's really it's good it's good
0: it's rich and it and it was written to a people who paul was really concerned about were going to conform to the ways of the roman culture and so we as christians living in a post truth world can find a lot of similarity to the way that it's written, and how we can um, really be encouraged to not conform to all of these ideologies that are being pushed, not only in culture, but especially through TikTok on our children. So check out those show notes. You can uh, get all those scripture references as well. And I will put a link to that documentary that we shared. Again, watch with caution.
1: (laughs) Yeah, pray, pray, pray.
0: And so we will be back After the Worldview Wednesday that we'll have next week, we'll be back with another TikTok episode going on a little bit more about some of the ideologies that are being pushed through this app and be talking about that. So stay tuned for that. So until next time, go and be brave.